Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Cult Divinity Lost role playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Black Madonna. It's available from Helmgast. I am the Game Master, and this is episode 13. Our recap will be given by Matthew Sanderson as his character, John Miller. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matt? All right, thank you very much, Tom. Hey, prepping for our imminent trip to Leningrad, Dieter decided to drop a bomb on us that he's XKGB. Didn't see that coming. Hmm, said no one ever. Um, also that his real name is Andrei Vichchenko. I'm never going to get used to Russian names. I always have to spell them out phonet uh, phonetically. And that he has black tattoos over his body. Hmm, never seen those. Well, that night, after that little revelation, we met with the Wanderer again. But one more lesson, to create something from nothing. And a test. Get down the hallway and through the door. Yeah, deceptively simple. He didn't mention anything about the hallway stretching or the, uh, the trier. Yeah, a real test. But anyway, Leningrad. We've got places of interest. Uh, we've got a cathedral. Yeah, which one? Got to find which one it is. Uh, the one where Bishop Ivan uh, Chazenko was uh, previously based during the war. And also the orphanage run by Kalenko. Again, all these names sound the same. Petra wanted to, uh, once more creature comfort, so she went to organise that, while uh, myself and Dieter, must remember, I must remember, don't call him Andre, uh, went to go and find out more about the orphanage. So we decided to go to see an expert about the period uh, at the university. Uh, Sergei Levowitz of the history department, uh, once again using the excuse of working on a book because it works so well for me in journalism. Uh, we decided to get some information about him. And we mentioned Kalenko and that reminded him of a good friend of his in the FSB. Yeah, there's somewhere that uh, the data won't be going anytime soon. Uh, Colonel Yenko Chezov. Uh, we were given a letter of introduction and an address for the orphanage. Meanwhile, Ingolf and Dietrich went to go and stare at churches. Better than staring at goats. I hear the US military are into that these days. Uh, lots of tourists uh, giving us a newly accessible city, but nothing really odd about the place. Uh, they go to the address for the orphanage, and it's missing, removed from time and space. At, at the FSB, we learn details about Kalenko from this uh, from this Colonel Chesov, apparently a lucky son of a bitch, luck of the devil, eh? And tried to uh, try killing his way and um, his family killing his way into power back in the day. Uh, Chesov said he killed his brother uh, Pasha, and that he's been looking for him ever since. He wanted us to kill him if we found him, but we said we'd tell him where he was at the very least if that if it did come to that. With various various threads in place, we headed back to our new, definitely more luxurious digs to meet up and show what we've got. And that's where we are. All right. Um I believe you got are you all together at this point? I Once believe again. so. Yes. And um, 
what are your plans? What, why don't you discuss what you're going to plan, what you're going to do? We have to begin the hunt for Dream Piotr. Yes, that's from what I've seen just here, that that tearing into our own reality, this whatever nightmares were in that labyrinth of the other night are probably gonna be nothing in comparison. That's what we'll likely find. Remember they mentioned that we'd be potentially turning into or taking on the uh, the guy to take on the eyes of kids while we're in there. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. I'd forgotten about that. Although hopefully the dream training will allow us to improve on that lot. Yes, it will if we don't, if we can keep our heads. I think that was implied that there was going to be some difficulty. I think um, I think Dieter and I might be leaning heavily on the rest of you because I neither one of us seemed to have much talent for the, the dream magic as you guys did. I don't know. Dieter proved himself pretty damn uh, pretty damn good at it the last time we were in there. Mm, true. Well, possibly a fluke. I don't know. All, all, all he needs is a gun and pointed not at himself and he's he's pretty dangerous. Exactly. So, um, I believe that it is evening at this point, uh, unless I am wrong. Um, I think that I think we were reconvening after our respective days out investigation. Yeah. So, do you want to do anything this evening, or do you want to see if you can slip into uh, the dream world? Um, I, we, we still need to find where exactly, uh, Father Chesenko is his cathedral, um, but that can wait, I think. Well, Miller, in terms of, um, your expanding on, uh, our dream training, some of us who are more adept, what form does that take? Is that something we would do in dream like with the wanderer or is that something you'd be you know discussing with us over a bottle of wine and describing methods or what for trying to navigate to where this place is well yeah and and you know that i understand that adept dreamers uh can use dream to locate people and things Hmm. So that might help us find the right cathedral or or even possibly Dream Piotr, which we want to be prepared before we... I mean, in fact, it's the place that we're going to be tested most mm-hmm. severely. I mean, in, in theory, I can create a path there. It's if, just if we get separated that it becomes a problem. It, it's all about uh, the law of similarity. It's being able to find a link between the dream you're in to the dream you want to get to. Like, uh, doors are a great thing because doors can open into any room. So you open you open a door, you could end up in the uh, the place where you want to get to. But if you want to get to, let's say, the middle of a desert, then doors aren't going to help. So then it's trying to find layers and steps of similarity to help get you towards your target. So depending on where we end up 
in our initial dream, we have to then forge a path that would get us to an orphanage, or rather, the orphanage. So do we want, do we think we want to get a couple of bottles of wine, have a good meal, go to sleep, look at cathedrals tomorrow and figure that out before we try to find the orphanage? I think getting more info would probably be a good idea and getting more of an idea of what this place is or was that then will help us find the dream version of it. Cause I still think we're flying a bit blind at the minute. More info the better. Or we're just going to go in blind and it's not going to be good for any of us. A gun, a dream gun or whatever can only get me so far. I wouldn't mind enjoying this apartment for a little while before my soul gets shredded. It's very comfortable here. I agree with here. you there, Dietrich. Yes, I agree with you there. Nice work, Petra. I was tired of the squalor. We, I'm like you. If we're going to go down here, at least I'm going to do it in comfort. Ah, I'm not a massive man of comfort. I could sleep on a bench and I'd be fine. We can scatter some pebbles on your bed or something if you'll sleep better. <laughs> well, I, I might go and get a bit of dirt from outside and sprinkle it along my bed. You just sleep on the floor. Ah, hey, I, I still like a soft bed every now and then. So if you're luxury, that, isn't it? Dirt bed? Uh, exactly. <laughs> So right. then it's so, your intention to yeah. yeah. Good meal, put our heads together over it. Yes. Try to try to see if we can sleep like humans tonight. Okay. So you do that. You uh position yourselves. You you some of you have beds, some might use the couch, whatever, you're all together. And after laying there restlessly for a bit, um you you find it difficult to concentrate. You're uh, you're still the 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 sort of I won't say it's the direct itching that you were experiencing before, but a kind of uh, restless energy where you know that you itch and you keep trying to convince yourself to ignore it, and you you keep repositioning your legs and your arms and. It feels after a while like you're not in control of your own body, that you're not even sure that you itch. You're just sure that your body seems to be uncomfortable where you got where you're you're laying. And then you realize that um that you're moving and you are sitting up you 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 weren't you thought you maybe sat up in your bed or on the couch or something and you realize that you're on like black leather um uh upholstery uh and um there's strange rectangles of vague gray that seem to have movement to them. And that's when you realize that you are sitting in the back seat of a large black car that seems to be moving through a midnight forest. Um, 
It's all shades of dark gray and black. Um, it's cold. It's not freezing, but it's cold. Um, and everything is oddly exaggerated. It's a little bigger than what you'd expect. There's room for all five of you sitting across the back seat. There's somebody driving, but they're just a shadow. And as you look by, you can see the the trees vaguely going by. There's there's almost no light, but uh, there must be moonlight. You can lean a little bit and look up. And instead of a full moon, you have a almost an oddly eclipsed moon, a circle of of moonlight with the black center in the middle of it. And you can hear the wheels of the car on the asphalt as you're driving through this forest. Um, you look at each other in the dark and you realize that you're all children. And everything is distorted because of that. Um, John, you are suddenly comforted that your doll is with you. And you have a feeling from it that it's going to guide you. It's, it's moving you forward. It's taking you somewhere. Um, and that's when you realize that your car has passed through a gateway and it's pulled up. You can see that there are um, gardens that are overgrown with weeds. There are, are, is uh, like outdoor furniture that's been toppled over. Um, there's a fairly dilapidated building that at first looks very spooky. You feel, you feel, you know, like a child's fear, but your adult mind realizes that it is the clinic in, um, Frankfurt on the order. And you're pulling up to the front of it. And these big men in, uh, what looked like black uniforms come out of the building and they come over and the door is open next to you and uh, voices, you know, all right, everybody out. And um, you realize that you are little children being marched up to the clinic doors to, to be admitted. Um, these are not your memories. These feel familiar, but these are possibly the memories of Piotr that you're feeling. Um, you're taken inside. Everything seems uh, menacing. Um, the color of the wallpaper, the, the dirt in the corners, the way the bits of ceiling sort of sag, the people's faces all look like they've been lit with a flashlight underneath them. Uh, it's very disconcerting. Uh, and they say, we're going to have to process you and put you into your rooms. But as they say that, they seem to sort of fade out. And the five of you are standing alone in the clinic's uh, main hallway. Um, you can go forward to the stairs. You can go left or right. Um, 
you hear vague noises in the building, children crying, um, maybe adults in the background somewhere laughing, but you don't see anybody. I think we can find our way to Piotr's room, where he was when we visited him. Yeah, I was wondering if the doll is telling John anything. Well, it, 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 you're not sure whether you're making it up yourself, John, or not, but there is kind of a vague pull from it in one direction, like a compass needle. Um, you, you follow it down a hallway, and um, it, be, it becomes apparent that you're seeing this this building through the eyes of a small child that was terrified, um, that had probably already been traumatized, that he didn't trust anyone. All of the people that you do encounter, the guards, the orderlies, they look menacing and frightening and like, uh, you know, they're going to tear you apart. They don't do that, though. And you, you start, start to hear music. And as you move into this room, uh, there's, a, there's a large room. Uh, it looks like there's places where people would sit to eat, like a, almost like a little cafeteria. And at the far end of it, there is a grand piano that is set up on uh, a little dais. And there is a woman sitting there, and she's playing this music. And it's very pretty music. Um, you feel kind of drawn in her direction. And as you approach, you realize that it is um, so what's her name? <laughs> Magda? No. Um, no. The psychologist? The psychologist. Her name... Can you give me one second? Let's scroll back up. That chapter. Natalia. Uh, uh, Tatalina. And she's playing the music. And as you approach, you feel like this aura of menacing terror kind of lifts a little. Like the closer you get to her, the safer you feel. And she seems to be smiling and playing the piano. You guys do. I'm following yeah. John, who's following his doll, I think. You can interact with anything in the stream, let me see. You do have your abilities. Mm. Are we um, dressed alike? <laughs> you're dressed, no, you're dressed in, uh, I guess, what children's clothes would be. You're all different. Mm -hmm. um, and you realize that maybe it's something from your own subconscious as when you were children that you kind of remember this shirt and these pants or these shorts. Your but we don't all look like this up. a young you don't look or something like that. No. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, she finishes the piece of music and she says, well, does that make you feel better? It's very nice, miss. You must be some of the new children. We were just brought here, yes. 
and said, you look, you look familiar, she says. We're looking for our friend. His name is Piotr. Oh, Piotr, yes. How is he your friend, you? Piotr. She's looking at you and she's like, I seem to recall a conversation we had before, only you were adults. And when she says that, you become adults. How are you here? We were, we were led here. By, by Piotr. Or by his doll, anyway. Follow the Russian doll. You have the doll. It's very strange. He's never let it go. Are we dreaming? She says. I, I believe so. Sometimes I dream about this place. It had a big effect on my life. I tried very hard to take care of these children. I used to play the piano for them. It seemed to be the one thing that cheered them up. Do you need help finding him? I think Dietrich, I think, wants to speak, but he's very quiet. I'm, I'm wondering uh, how long it's been since you visited this place in the waking world. Oh, it's hard to tell time in here, but I think that I retired some time ago. If you can help us find Piotr, yes, please. Oh. Is, she, is she younger? Looking. Yeah, she's younger than you've seen her, than, you know, but it's definitely the same one. She was a rather handsome woman, even in her old age. Well, let's see if we can find him. Um, and she looks around and she says, I've never actually left this room. We should be cautious. All right. Yes, I, <laughs> I could not agree more. So um, she leads you a little ways down the hall, and there's another office. Uh, when you look inside, uh, it looks almost like the room's been bombed out and scorched. Um, there is a, a, a doctor. You're pretty sure it's Dr. Schaefer. Um, that's sitting there. He seems to be doing uh, paperwork. He's got an almost corpse-like uh, face. Um, he's much larger than he should be. Um, once again, you think that it's because you're seeing it from a kid's point of view. Um, he has a writing crop in his hand, and... Uh, uh, he says, ah, I've been waiting for you, little ones. Um, we have prepared a special home for you. Uh, and two orderlies suddenly appear through the door, and they start moving towards you as if they're going to grab you. Uh, turn one of them to a mannequin using Transform Other. Oh, cool. Uh, try and roll that. This is where the dice completely ruined my plan here. 
Oh, well, 17 on the dice plus my Ooh. four soul is 21. Excellent. Uh, one of them immediately freezes in place. And uh, because it was moving, it kind of teeters for a second, falls to the ground, and the arms and the legs sort of pop out and just leave it there. And the other orderly looks, and he's, he looks kind of concerned, and he sort of moves forward with an angry, fierce look on his face. I'll have him, I'll just have him, like, I want to transform the environment to where he just kind of just takes a step and just goes through the floor. Okay, go ahead and try. Nope. That's an eight. That is bad. <laughs> okay. So that doesn't happen. He comes straight at you and he grabs a hold of you and begins dragging you back towards the door. Anybody else? I'll try to transform him into a frog. 16 plus 3, 19. Okay. Um, as he's got a hold of you, Ingolf, you notice he feels kind of wet. And then his his hands, um, they some said they're webbed and they start to turn green. And he looks back at Dr. Schaefer and he says, Ribbit, like this, and drops to the ground and he becomes a frog. The doctor's like, what is the meaning of this? And Tatiana, who's behind you, or Natalia, who's behind you, she's like, you know, leave these children alone. And she uh, she says, you're always trying to do things to the children, and I won't let you. Uh, and she, she kind of ushers you back out of the room. Can I scoop the frog up? Is he a sure. frog? Yeah. Okay. I'll scoop him up, and I'll put him in my pocket. Okay. Under the staff these days. He's going to pee on you. <laughs> as frogs always tend to do when you pick them up um, you move on a little ways there's a, a storage room that's open and you notice heaps of bloody cloth inside the room as you pass it um, you go by another door and it seems to be there seems to be no floor uh, and there's just like a yawning gulf into outer space um, but she continues to have you walk past it. Um, she says, I think, I think that he's on the second floor. And uh, she takes you to the stairs and up you go. Before you, you meant, you said something to that man about him doing things to the children. What? What did he do in in the waking world? She says that um, Doctor uh, Doctor Schaefer um, had an old fashioned view on how to deal with children. Uh, he believed that if they disobeyed, he would spank them or or whip them with a, a switch. Um, I tried to explain to him that you need to use compassion and you need to reason with children that children aren't just animals but uh you know we we clashed quite a bit and you, you think, feel that that's probably why the children thought of her as their savior miss natalia do you know what the girls and and that wing she looks over and she says you want to see in there 
Well, I think we should find Piotr first, but I was wondering if you knew about those girls. They seem to have suffered a, a great deal. She says, there were things that I've never experienced before. Um, these children were all brought from a concentration camp. And some of the children, uh, you know, originally they came from an orphanage. And when they arrived, some of the children were able to shake off what had happened to them, Magda and the others, and, and some of the others. But some of those children weren't. They, they had, uh, it's almost unspeakable to explain, they, they had somehow been transformed. Um, we thought at first it was merely psychological, that it was something we could treat. But the more we tried to treat it, e either my way or, or Dr. Schaefer's way, the more they became feral. And you might not believe this, but some of them even began to sprout horns and spikes from their body as if they weren't of this earth anymore, as if they were little demon creatures from hell. And there we had no choice but to confine them. They would kill each other. They'd kill any of the other children they were around. And um, that's what's down there. I can show you, but it's not, it's not pleasant. No, we understand. Um, she says, uh, come this way. Uh, there is a room. Let's see. We can do this. Just a second. Um, there's a room where there are two children on the floor, and they are uh, scribbling all over pieces of paper. Um, it's it's odd what they're doing because in many cases they're just making dots and lines. Um, I mean, I'd say like Morse code, except that they're completely covering or partly covering each piece of paper with these dots and, uh, and lines. They're all black. And once they've done one, they'll throw it on the floor and it lands on the floor. Uh, I would like each of you to do a, what is it? Perception? Uh, what is yes, observe, observe the situation. situation. Yeah. yeah, observe the situation. Oh, 20. I'm at the other end of the bell curve, eight. Yeah, I, I Seven, got six. Seven, eight. I got a 12. I broke the pattern. Everybody, sorry. Okay, so some of you got it, some of you didn't. At first, it all just seems very random. But those of you who actually uh, passed, um, you suddenly start to get this feeling of uh, like something is extremely disturbing here. And uh, when you look carefully at the floor, uh, what you see is this. When you 
stare at it long enough, you begin to realize that it's a face. And it's a face that you sort of recognize. It's one of the avatars, or all of the avatars look the same. But you get the weird feeling that it's staring back at you. Uh, I want to uh, wave my hand and kind of just turn the papers into butterflies so they can scatter. Okay. Um, it's freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> And try. That's a ten. Okay. Um, they don't turn into butterflies, but they do suddenly sort of lift off and scatter, so that it breaks up the face. And, what was it, Engulf? Uh, I, I I didn't see it, it, those things. Those those horrible naked things. One of our followers, and it was, even though the. The drawings were static. It was in it was alive in them. I think we were observed on some level. It knows we're here. <clears throat> All right. Um she leads you on down the hall. You come to a room where there are children in beds, and she says to you, There he is in the far bed. And you see a little boy. Uh, he looks very young, maybe seven years old. So, um, and he is sitting in the bed, uh, staring off into outer space. But when you come into the room and he sees you, his face suddenly lights up. Hello, Piotr. Um, he smiles, but he doesn't say anything. And you show him the doll. And when you show him the doll, he like reaches out like this. Oh, little fella. And hand him over. All right. You hand him the doll and he hugs it like this. And as he does, something begins to happen to the room that you're in. Um, rooms tend to have straight corners, straight walls. Everything begins to twist, and um, you you get a little bit of a nauseous feeling, like like you're spinning around, and everything seems to sort of spiral, and you realize that either Piotr is getting bigger, or you're getting much much smaller, and you are falling. Uh, it's as if you're in a tornado, and you're falling towards the ground in this funnel right into Piotr's eye as if you're you're falling into his mind and as you fall in you suddenly find yourself on uh, uh, you, you suddenly find yourself once again on a road uh, it's nighttime it's dark and you can see up ahead there is a chain link fence going across and there's some buildings in the distance, and uh, there are barbed wire all along the top of the fence. Um, there's a, a gate in it. The gate's closed, and there seems to be a man 
uh, who's set as a guard there. Uh, and as you move towards the gate, uh, you realize that the doll is once again sitting on the ground between you and the gate. And uh, on the uh, on the the fence, there is a sign that's been posted there, and it's in Russian, but you're pretty sure it says Camp S seventeen. And I assume Natalia is no longer with us. Natalia is no longer with you. So we're still adults. Yeah, you seem to be adults. This must be the refugee camp. Yeah. Or the concentration I when. camp. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a. I thought they were brought to a refugee camp after the liberation of uh, or the breaking of the siege of Leningrad. They were relocated, so yeah, it was a refugee camp. Right. Right. We can settle the difference with relocation camp. It's not. Yeah. It's not the kind of Neither concentration camp we think yeah. of. Right. Right. Nor is it exactly a, a, a yeah, place of the, solace. The barbed wire fence. Uh, not very welcoming. Not very welcoming at all. So as you come forward, a light suddenly is shined on you, and um, the guard. Uh, the, the light's coming from where the guard was. Uh, he comes out and he says, who are you? What do you want? What business do you have here? Uh, I'm just here to introduce you to a friend and I'll turn him into a frog. <laughs> Go ahead. That is a, an 11. Okay. So he begins to transform in almost exactly the same way. His hands, his feet start to go. He looks down and he's like, what are you doing? Like this. Um, only he only partly transforms. He becomes this sort of hideous man thing. Um, the clothes that he's wearing sort of slump and fall down and he leaps into the, the bushes towards the side. And you realize that his keys have fallen just out of reach through the uh, through the the the, the, the chain link fence. Well, that's uh, just have the uh, transform the fence so the links pry apart and kind of able to reach through. Okay, go ahead. Keep Other people can do stuff too. <laughs> um, I, want to make, I want to make a gun up here. <laughs> so I have a gun. That's what I want. That's a good idea. I'd like the same, honestly. But I, I, I want to make a suppressed handgun up here. I'll okay. pick up a stick and make a gun. Yeah. Okay. You want to change matter into something else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go ahead and try that. And I got a 18. 14. Wow. Yeah, so Petra, oh. your little stick just suddenly turns into exactly the kind of gun you have. I got a 15. Okay, you too. Um, how did you do Ingolf on opening? I got a, four, a 14. Okay. The gate parts, it, it, it rips open a hole in it. And you can go inside. You can see that there are various barracks. Um, it's a very fairly large complex. Um you can smell 
what smells like cooking uh, that might be going on at the uh, the mess house. Um, where do you want to go? If I were if I were to if I were to give you an idea of the shape where you're standing right now, the fence goes off almost like in, in an angle. So imagine a gigantic triangle and you're at one point um, mm. and there are 20 or 30 barracks all in a line. There are buildings off in the background. Um, but you, uh, I mean, you don't, you can't really see much. You, you can guess that there are probably people walking around, but they haven't seen you. John, so, do you have the doll? Yeah, you feel like something is once again pulling you in. Do we do we think we are here to liberate all of the children here? Or are we looking for some kind of demonic presence that we have to I think I think Diedrich, we're here to give the doll to Fyodor again. And we're gonna keep going deeper into his memories until mm. we get back to that orphanage. Right. Because liberation was that was part of the problem, right? Like they they really shouldn't have been liberated. Well, at least to the priest, they shouldn't have been liberated at all. The right, priest wanted to destroy to... them all under yeah. the order of the the, uh, the Black Madonna, is what he said. Yeah. Right. Right. And if we can go back and prevent that from being necessary, yeah. maybe we can right. eliminate the at its source, the threat. So, okay. I'll, uh, so we find Piotr. I'll I'll give you more because it's been a while since we played. So I'm trying to remember what what happened back then was that yeah the Black Madonna saw the state of the children and she said yeah they all need to be eliminated. Eliminated, yeah. But instead, out of compassion, they let the children brought them out. over here. Um, the problem is is that they their dream selves are trapped in Kalenko's right. nightmare orphanage in mm -hmm. hell. And that's a, a super big power source of powering Chigitigo. So you need to get them out of dream hell or dream uh, Kalenko's place. So in this either. case, you're traveling through Piotr's mind. So like, uh, like John said, the connection is the doll. And what Let's you go. said in golf, you're going deeper and deeper each time to his mind. Carefully, we don't. <laughs> we uh, we we seem to be able to handle people as they come, but you know, one wrong move and. Okay, um, you move into the camp, and within a few moments, um, somebody notices you. They uh. They call out, you know, who are you like this? And as soon as they do that, it alerts other people and other people. And suddenly you are surrounded by half a dozen uh, soldiers. Uh, they don't, from your perspective, they don't particularly seem to be menacing, but they want to know who you are. Uh, Obviously, the guy at the gate lets you in. We're, we're looking for, for an orphan. Well, we certainly have the orphans, the ones that they brought us from uh, the Siege of Leningrad. Uh, you'll have to speak to um, uh, Colonel Nikitin. 
Nick, did you bring us to this terminal? Yeah. So they start marching you over there. Um, uh, they take you into one of the rooms, and there is a gentleman sitting behind a uh, worn-out desk. Um, uh, but everything is kind of it, it's it's worn out, but it's been cleaned. Uh, the room itself is kind of immaculately clean. Um, but standing behind him are two legionnaires that have sort of a demonic cast to them. And uh, they immediately go on the, uh, the defensive as you come in. Uh, the, uh, the colonel, uh, he's like, uh, who are you? How have you gotten here into, uh, into my camp? Uh, we were let in. We're here to find a here to find an orphan. You are here to find an orphan. Uh, well, we have we have the refugees from uh, Leningrad. Um, yes, I have you... come back to find my nephew Piotr. Uh, they thought his entire family was dead, but I was in, in the west, and I've come back. Well, perhaps he's in the chicken coops in the back. He's uh, many of the children are completely insane. The siege was very difficult, I understand. Uh, but I'm not sure if your nephew is there, that there's any hope for him because they're all just animals. Um, I would like to, is there an object nearby that I could kind of, transform sure. i'd like to make like just a large stack of money and just let's make it worth this man's while to just lead us to the kids and walk away <laughs> all right um go ahead and try uh, oh that's a oh no that's no that's a nine what are you I, doing with my man. statue of lemon <laughs> i was just admiring it i'm sorry <laughs> put that back uh, he says, I don't know how you will find your nephew. I'll take you to the place, but there, as I say, they're all just crazy animals at this point. Yeah, I think that uh, Piotr was always a, a quiet and strange child, but I'm sure I'd recognize my brother's face in his. Uh, and of course, because you've been caring for him, I'll provide some recompense if he's here. These are specialists. They could help him recover. So he he seems to be chuckling to himself with the things that you've said, but he says, oh, follow me. I'll show you. You'll understand better what uh, I mean when you get there. So he's taking you out to the very back of the camp. And are his demon legionnaires coming with? Oh, uh, yeah, they are. Um, and you definitely get the feeling. They're, they're kind of behind you. So he's walking first. You guys are there. and They're walking behind. You get a very strong feeling of uh, betrayal at hand at any moment. You're, you have to be careful. Um, You go around behind the latrines, and the latrines reek, and there's, fl- there's swarms of flies. 
and uh, and all of that. And to your horror, you can all do keep it together. They have dug a number of pits in the ground, maybe you know, 10 feet by 10 feet wide, uh, maybe four feet deep, and they've covered them in chicken wire. And these children have just been put down in the pits and they growl and they spit and they, it's like they're wild animals. And some of them, you know, one kid steps on the other kid's foot and he's immediately attacked and bitten and they're just right. vicious animals. And um, go ahead. I got a 15 on my keep it together. I got 13 on my keep it together. 14? Also 14. And Petra? 10. Okay, Petra. You're ex this makes you extremely upset. Um, you find yourself shaking. Yeah. And uh, and he says, oh, does this bother you? Perhaps you should get inside and see if you can locate your nephew. Don't worry, they won't hurt you much. And uh, the legionnaires sort of move in closer to where um, you are. Mannequin time. No. Uh, what did you say, John? Mannequin time, I think. And I was going to try to create a large con a granite block around each of them where they stand, something from nothing. Okay. I was just going to shoot the guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I you can also, still shoot, I was, shoot the colonel. I was also going to shoot the <laughs> guy. I'm, I'm rolling to shoot the guy. Well, I assume 14. that you guys have automatics. So I think yeah. this, you can't get this wrong. <laughs> you know. 14 uh, on the combat, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I, I also got 14 overall. <laughs> so what, what did you get, John? 20. Oh. So John actually turns them all into uh, mannequins. Uh, Dietrich puts uh, <laughs> concrete blocks around their waists. And Petra and Andre alert everybody else in the camp that something's going on by firing their... <laughs> Okay. Their weapons. Right, we need to get this kid. In that go. case, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to transform all of the flies into little like firework popper, like just go. Okay. The freak gets it because everybody gets down, and then we can find Yoder and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. While Ingolf's doing that, I'm like looking. I'm starting to scan for Piotr. Maybe that is an eighteen. I'm also right. scanning this one. So people start to come running, soldiers with guns, um, and all of a sudden the flies start going off like fireworks, and they're confused and they don't know what's going on. They're, we'll say that at the moment they're confused and they don't know what's going on. Um, you look down into the pits, and the noise and all of that has just heightened the fury of these little feral children. Um, I want us to do a spot hidden. I don't know how to do a spot hidden. Uh, observe the situation. situation. Observe the situation. John, you can hold up the doll too. Piotr might reach you. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah. 11. So I, was, I was seeing if it points in any particular direction. I also got an 11. 
I got a five. Yeah, I got a seven. No, don't step there. I got a okay. two. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> so the best was 11. So in order to see into the pit better, you have to get a little closer. Um, you got an 11. You, uh, you get close enough to the pit where you can see in. Those of you who got less than that, you kind of lose your footing. The ground is soft and muddy. And you start to slide into the pits and these children start grabbing your legs and, uh, and I wanna, tearing I wanna, at you. I want to do the bring someone into your dream to just pull them back out of the pit. That's how that works. Okay. Um, but John, just as you're sliding in, you get the feeling that the doll wants to go to the barracks not to the pit. Um, but go ahead, Ingolf. Well, good luck, everybody. That's a 10. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a nine, so it's, it's like a middle Not exactly success. that kind of spell but or mm-hmm. trick, but yeah, that doesn't seem to work. I want Can I roll to reflexes to maybe yeah, grab someone? Yeah. yeah. Help, help one another? Isn't that also a I wanted to try and avoid harm. <laughs> help avoid help harm. hinder is where you uh, use the same attribute that someone else is using so that you can try and bolster their ah. role or, or negatively impact it. I just want to avoid harm, maybe get myself out of this situation. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that? my call too. Uh, 12. 12, exactly. Yeah, yeah 12. Sixteen the worst dice. So plus, if it's reflexes, it's one more than that. But yeah, still over fifteen. Okay, nice shot twelve. Um, Andre stumbles a little bit. And how did you do, Petra? Eleven. No, okay, 10, you 10, also sorry, stumble 10. a little bit, but you you guys managed to to get Ingolf and Dieter out, uh, Dietrich and uh, John out. Um, but the children are trying to climb out the where you kind of opened up a hole in the dream, um, uh, in the, the pit. Yeah. Create, create something from nothing and just reseal up the hole, I suppose. Okay, go ahead and try. I keep trying things. Sometimes they work. 22. <laughs> you managed to seal the breach. Um, now you hear the guards, uh, you know, kind of reorganizing and starting right. to head in your direction. Now it's it's in this direction that the guards are coming from and kind of in this direction where the barracks are. And because of all the exploding flies, they really can't see what's going on yet. Uh, if you ran to the side a little and then over, you'd be heading towards the barracks. They probably wouldn't even see that you were there. Yeah, we, yeah, John, you lead the way, and like maybe Dietrich and I can bring up the rear cover for okay. fire if we need to. There's quite a few barracks, uh, but eventually, you, uh, uh, John, you can feel that the doll pulls in the direction of one particular barrack. Um, that one over there. When you get inside, you are delighted to see that this barrack is full of children. Um, that they are uh, 
you know, sort of resting in their beds. Uh, but uh, when you walk inside, um, uh, we'll say, we'll say uh, you walk in first, John, and uh, Petra and Andre, and then Ingolf and Dietrich. Uh, when you step inside, uh, the children all sort of wake up. They suddenly look very uncomfortable. And as you come into the room, a couple of the little girls point at you and start screaming. Um, and jump, I mean, they start jumping out of bed as if you were strangers coming into their room. Uh, big oh, no. strangers. It, 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 it's okay. I want to. I want to try to create you know, chocolates out of nothing. Okay. I'm just looking for Piotr at this point. <laughs> no time for children screaming. That's a twenty. You create something that looks like chocolates, and the children are terrified of Ingolf, Dietrich, and John, not terrified of Petra or Andre. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so some of them run towards Petra because she's a woman, and uh, some of them are, are willing to trust Andre. But the three of you, they seem to be absolutely terrified. Oh. They start to move towards mm -hmm. the, the corner. Um, there are three boys who sort of try to protect the other children. They stand up in, in your direction, but they're also terrified. Except for one boy over on his bed, sitting there staring at you, who suddenly starts to smile when he sees you. Yeah. Oh, yes, like going straight for him. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The children are hurting themselves <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'll be speaking in Russian to him, trying to calm mm -hmm. any of them down. Um, they immediately, uh, uh, you you go up to uh, Pyotr and he sees the doll once again and he holds his hands out for it. And uh, you place it in his hands and there is, uh, suddenly it feels like an earthquake. Um, the, the building begins to shatter. Cracks start to appear in the wall. Cracks start to appear in the floor. And the whole building begins to crumble. And uh, once again, it's almost as if you're falling into Piotr's face or his eyes, except that something is much different. At the last moment before you fall into the face, there's another face there in the darkness that um, it has the features of somebody who is looking in another direction and suddenly looks in your direction like they've noticed you and the eyebrows go up and they suddenly lunge forward as you open your eyes and wake up uh, in uh, Leningrad, in the, uh, the room you were in, and you, you have a start. Uh, you feel definite that something 
is now aware that you are able to get into the dreamlands. Oh, we're awake, like properly you're awake. awake. Yeah, you're in your, you're sweating. You're a little, you know, unnerved. But you know where you're going in the dreamlands and you still have the doll. Is it like the middle of the night? Um, it's been a few hours, but yeah, we'll say it's maybe three or four o'clock in the morning. We'll go down to the kitchen. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else came out of their room as well. Mm-hmm. Got some robes. Maybe I'll put on coffee. I don't know if I'm going to go back there tonight. Yeah, we can all gather in one of the suites. I'll see if the kitchens will deliver room service at this hour. At the rate I'm paying for these rooms, they better. Um, yes, you can order room service and get some coffee. Um, do you guys get together and discuss yeah. what happened? Yes, I, feel, I feel far more cognizant of the mark on my forehead. Yeah, those children did not like you. That was me thinking of turning myself into a clown to try and... Uh, <laughs> I don't think that would help, season. John. What, you like a balloon, Sonny? <laughs> it's further traumatized children. That's a great idea. What was that at the end? It thing. One of those The face, the face from the the face from the papers, the, the papers, drawings on the, the floor, papers. the the things, those naked men that emerged from those. Does this mean we need to act faster now? Like expedite any plans we may have had? I, I think what it means is we don't have the element of surprise when we do go. Okay. That's all. I don't know what other further preparation we could make. I mean... Do we have to visit Camp 17 again since we didn't get through to Piotr? Did no, we be deflected by that? No, I think no, we you did. to get there. You got to him. We got to him, but we didn't... We weren't allowed to continue into his past or whatever. Well, you woke up because you felt terror when you saw this all other... Right. This so we could progress, space. but yeah, we're being followed. I mean, it, it knew about us. I mean, the second that those drawings, it yeah, it was watching. It had a knows. it had an alarm system. Mm-hmm. So it's early in the morning. You guys can get some food. What do you want to do? You you find that you you think that it would be very difficult to try to go back to sleep. Right. I would like to go. Uh, does anybody know when? Orthodox churches open up. I don't. I was never, I don't never know. religious sort. Some of them probably stay open all the time, and some of them probably have business hours. Right? Because they operate as sanctuaries and things. I mean, I've right, right. never been a party of faith. Andre, did you ever have any? Well, if you were KGB, you wouldn't have had any religious. So. Actually, you know what? Quite honestly, it's up to you, Andre, because there were an awful lot of Russian officials in the Communist Party that in the middle of the night, they would sneak out and go to the Orthodox Church and get their kids baptized. And 
you know, yes, they'd be thrown uh, in prison if they found out that they did that. Right. I probably had a, a religious upbringing and to no. start off with, and then I went out of it. He's not religious in the sense, but he might have some knowledge. So any of the churches that's affiliated with the monastery, um, they would have services very, very early in the morning before the sun came up. Um, uh, the matin service is, the sun is supposed to come up during the service, and then they would have a service after that, the divine liturgy. Um, and they do that every single day. Um, regular churches probably just have uh, the the liturgy. So that would start around uh, seven o'clock in the morning. Um, a lot of the people who would go to church and people, some people would go every day. Most people would go on Sundays. Um, there wouldn't be very many people during the regular services. Uh, but the priest would probably still do the matin service. So the mat, the priest would be in the church at 4 a.m. Um, mm. getting ready and doing the service. He doesn't need a congregation there for that. And you're right. Probably a lot of the churches are open 24 hours. Okay. Well, all... I mean, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, after seeing that thing again, after it touched me, um, back then, I just, I think going to try to find our friend of sorts is a good idea. So I'll go to a, a nearby church or cathedral or whatever is closer. Okay. They are all over the place. Um, Everyone's nearby. <laughs> Start uh, there. You, you go inside. Most of the ones in Leningrad are fairly large churches. Um, so early in the morning, they'd be almost cavernous. There'd be candles lit here and there. Um, probably there may no be one, a priest. What's that? I uh, Probably no one should go searching for the Chizenko Cathedral by themselves. At least in pairs, I would think. And since we are not an even number, you know, a two and a three, we can make a, we can chart a map and be systematic about it. Mm. Go from east to west across the city center or, you know, radiate out from here. Well, I'm, I'm just hoping that any priest could tell us where. Because they. Oh, of course. Right. I mean, yeah. If he's over a cathedral and he's a bishop, then he must be um, well known, at least here. I would probably know exactly where he is. Yeah, I was name. I was being silly and thinking that he wasn't operating under a public name, but he's not hiding. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll say that the closest church to you um, is a very, very pretty, uh, you know, uh, pre- uh, pre-communist church it's uh very ornate inside lots of marble lots of uh, bric-a-brac uh, lots of icons on the walls um uh we'll say that there are a number of people cleaning the church at the moment sweeping the floors and so forth uh but the services uh the services haven't uh, what time are you there i guess what time do we wake up 
probably four in the morning. We have an hour for coffee and breakfast and talk, and then it's five. Yeah, so sometime after five. Okay. So at that point, if you go into the church, uh, there is almost no people. There are a few monastics that are in the church. Uh, there is a service going on, but it's just finishing. I mean, you have to stand there for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Um, uh, the church service is finished. It's uh, it's sung back and forth. You've already seen this a number of times in the Orthodox churches where they sing. It's between the priest and the choir. Uh, and there's almost no choir, just chanters. Um, the service finishes, and he dismisses the congregation, of which there's only a few, and uh, divine liturgy will begin at seven, uh, but you've got about an hour before that happens. Okay, well, I'll, I'll approach the priest. Okay. Um, the priest sees you, and he says, uh, yes, my son, what can I do for you? Uh, good, good morning, Father. Um, I... I'm just a, uh, I'm a bit of a lost soul looking for somebody who, who some time ago told me I should find him here uh, for guidance, but I, I don't know exactly. There are so many churches here. I don't oh. know where to go. Who are you looking for? Uh, Father Chizenko. You mean Bishop Chizenko? Oh. Uh, I guess so. Bishop okay. Ivan Chizenko. Uh, St. John's Church. That's... Um, that's, um, that's in the area across from uh, the palace. Uh, the old palace. I'll just say that because you're listening Leningrad that well. <laughs> For those who are listening, if you're from Leningrad, I'm sorry, I don't have extensive knowledge of where everything is. Um, yeah, St. John's Church. Thank, thank you so much, Father. Of course. And he gives you a, a blessing. It's on your way. Yeah, All right. So something much, much stronger than that. Ah. From um, you calculate probably using a road map that from here it's on um, it's a little ways from the city. I mean, it's not a little ways from the city, sorry. It's a little ways from the city center. And as you follow your finger and find the spot on the map, you realize that it's also not very far from where Kalenko's missing orphanage is it's across the river but you know in a different neighborhood but it's not that far away if you recall his words he said that when he got inside he was beaten by them and thrown out into the snow and that he crawled all the way back to his church so he would have had to have crawled across the bridge of course the archangel the Archon gave him strength to do this. So you're not surprised now that it's not that far from where Kalenko's house is. Kalenko's uh, orphanage. So you show that to the others. 
Should we proceed with any kind of caution here or we just... I don't... What's the approach? I don't... I mean, if we're here to do this, that thing spitting, all its shark teeth, I don't think it has any motivation to harm us. Hey, we've been sent for the Black Madonna. Ignore these things in our foreheads. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I wonder if there was a memo sent about our marks. Camber hope. I'd say proceed with caution. That's all we can do. Okay. And if whatever this... Well, interestingly, too, the two of us that have the best Russian are also the two that aren't marked. So perhaps there's a way to, you know, perhaps if you make introductions, we can mm-hmm. avoid the kind of surprising interaction we had in uh, in Germany when we, the door was knocked down and we nearly had our guts torn out. Yeah, that, oh. that's not a <laughs> desirable reenaction. Re- re- well, I wonder how, exactly how many people in the cathedral would be aware of the bishop's alter ego, so to speak. That priest in the other church didn't react to me at all. Do you guys have any knowledge of the occult? You can. If you, I, I think you did a study to see what lictors were, didn't you? Way back when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, figuring out. When we saw it the first time, the shark mouth metal. References would suggest that they don't, normally people don't see their their true form. Mm -hmm. We were concerned that he was going to see our markings and misread them the way the other did. No, this is Mm -hmm. the same guy. It's the same one. This is Bishop. Oh, it's it's, right. Okay, right, right. He knows us. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's going to recognize us. Well, shall we? Yeah, we've, we've okay. made progress. We could report to him. So you travel uh, across the, the city and you're heading back towards Kalenko's. Uh, you get to the place where the, uh, well, you know that, that that bridge over there goes across to that Kalenko neighborhood. Um, you find your way in a, a tangle of buildings, and there is a uh, rather small cathedral. Uh, it's still very pretty. Uh, uh, it's kind of on a little hillock with some trees around it. Uh, and it, it definitely looks historical, like it's before, um, maybe even before Peter the Great. Uh, so a little more traditional than all of the sort of Italian-esque stuff that Peter introduced. Um, the Church of St. John. Uh, you go inside, and there are currently there's currently no services going on. There's a few people in here who are praying. Um, if you recall, they don't have pews in the Orthodox Church, so they're just standing, you know, in the church and they're saying their prayers. Uh, you come inside, and uh, up at the front of the church, uh the way Orthodox churches are divided, there's the nave where people stand, and then there is a, an icon screen with icons on it going usually a few layers high. Uh, 
And then there's a little door in the middle of that, which usually just has a curtain over it. And that's the altar on the inside. And as you've kind of gotten from watching people and knowing people don't go inside there, that's where the priest goes. Um, but if that curtain is closed, uh, there's probably no service going on at the moment. So you can see that the little curtain's closed, uh, which means the priest is either in the refectory or the rectory or he's somewhere else. Um, but as you're looking around and you're coming inside, there is a gentleman uh, sitting to one side uh, in a little folding chair, and he has an easel up. And he is painting, obviously painting an icon. And it looks like an icon of the Virgin Mary that he's painting. Uh, he looks like an old man. He's painting this icon of the Virgin Mary. Um, what do you guys want to do? Uh, Polite, politely clear my throat. <clears> throat> okay. Try to get his attention. When you, when you clear your throat, he kind of glances back and he sees you. And he smiles for a moment, and then he goes back to his painting. Uh, and then he turns around suddenly again, and he looks in your direction. As if he's a little quizzed for a moment, he looks back at his icon, and he looks back at you. And then shrugs his shoulders and goes back to painting once again. Doesn't say anything. I mean, you're still... Right. I mean, he's, 15, he's, he's an old he's an old man, but he's he's not dressed like a bishop. No, he's he's just he's in regular clothes. What does his icon look like? I mean, it's well, got it, standard stuff. It's an icon of the Virgin Mary. Um, it's uh, uh, it's the kind. There's usually different depictions of the Virgin Mary. Usually, she's holding baby Jesus. In this case. It's the Virgin Mary standing like this, and the baby Jesus would just be like standing right in front of her, but as a baby. That usually is a depiction of the Virgin Mary before she's given birth. That's why she's not holding him. He's here. He still looks like a little adult. Right. But, he's within, but he's already the right. Christ. And she has her hands like this. And there's there's text on the like symbols, uh, which you think is mother of God, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and this is not a strange icon. She's not. It's not. In fact, weirdly, or. You can also see that behind that icon screen in the dome that's behind the altar is the same sort of depiction with the Virgin Mary sort of standing there. It's, it's an interesting idea that the gate in the icon screen represents the womb because this is where our salvation came from she's the virgin mary um jesus was first god um but i would like you let's do a observe a situation i was thinking perception was in order oh 20 well my Eight. 12 is <laughs> 13. Yeah, my 10 is not going to help. You have an 11, Petra? Eight. <laughs> okay. So those of you who at least passed, there is something interesting about that, that icon. 
Dietrich, though, you passed really well. You look at the icon, and there is something that looks really familiar. Um, but you're not sure, you know, the depictions and icons, they all kind of look manly, even when it's kind of a woman. And uh, there's no softness. Uh, Orthodox take them take their icons very seriously. So everybody has a serious look on their face. And something really familiar about that face. And then you look over at John. You look back at the icon and you look at John. Icon looks an awful lot like John, as if John were the Virgin Mary. The face is very, very similar. You look for little details in the face, and it's kind of the same face. The others don't notice that quite as much. Oh, they, they notice that there's something weird or vaguely familiar. Our, uh, our old fellow is a bit of a visionary, it seems. Does anyone else think that Mary looks, it looks like on the tip of my tongue, like someone I know. Vaguely familiar. Oh. oh. <laughs> John, do you have any Russian ancestry? Me? Um, yeah. Relatives no. from these parts? Not that I'm aware of. Are you sure? <laughs> are, you, play, are you expecting by chance? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've ate one too many sausages, but I'm not expecting anything. Here, if, 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 you, if you hold the doll for about here, <laughs> then one arm up here and one arm up here. Do you hold the doll like that? <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah. When you do that, the icon painter stops for a moment. He turns around and he looks at you and he goes, Oh, well, I'm not surprised when he when you do that. He says, you know, I made that. That is my handiwork. This? Yes, I made that. I believe I made that years ago. They always come back. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you, you're quite right. I was going to say something. I'm becoming a being in a church right then. Um, he then looks back at his icon, he looks back at you, and he says, it's a pretty good likeness, wouldn't you say? Looks nothing like me. He says, um, who, who are you? Why are you here? I feel like you've been here before. Uh, looking, looking for a friend of ours. Who are you looking for? The, 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 uh, the bishop. Ah. Bishop, uh, Bishop Ivan, um, you know, he and I are very, very old friends. Uh, unfortunately, he's not here right now. He's off in business. But uh, mm. um, yes, I've, I've known him many years. We've had adventures together before he was a bishop. Ah. Back, back in the time when he had a little, a little uh, accident. Oh, yes, you know about that. Um, yes, I'm us. the one who nursed him back to health. Ah. I, I didn't catch your name. Uh, what was it? Uh, Dimitri. Dimitri Nesterov. Mm. 
I am. Uh, I used to make dolls all the time when uh, you know before, before the bad times in Leningrad. I used to make dolls and give them to children. Um, but uh, since then, since my old age, I've just been. I paint icons. Uh, it's my my calling, if you will. I'm very religious man. I pray all the time to the Virgin Mary, and she inspires me. Uh, I didn't paint many, many of these from before I was born, but this is, uh, I've been called to paint this again. I uh, don't always know why. You might be the one that he, uh, the bishop will refer us to then. Um, we have, um, thinking of helping nursing people back to health, we have a, um, we have a bit of a condition that we need some special attention with. Hmm. Um, spiritual necessity. Yeah, yeah, I think you could probably it, say that in a sense. Well, you might. Um, I, I don't know. Let me go check his schedule, and I'll see. I'll tell you when he is returning. And he uh, gets up and uh, puts a cover on his paints, and uh, he shuffles. He's old. He shuffles back to uh, one of the uh, the doors. There's doors on either side of the altar that are painted to look like angels and uh, angels in armor. And he, uh, he goes through one of them. And after a few minutes, he comes back out again and he's got a little pocketbook. And he says he's uh, out of the, the, uh, the city at the moment on business, but he should be back within a couple of days. If you are, you're staying in Leningrad. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should be able to catch him in a couple of days. Petro, do we want to give leave a number or something? So that yes, I think that would be yeah. If you could have him call us when he returns, when he of has course, of course. And he takes he writes down your number. Mm-hmm. He writes down with a paintbrush on a piece of paper. <laughs> Those are oil paints. It's going to take days to dry. <laughs> No, no, no. These are egg tempera. They dry very quickly, and they last for a thousand years. There are ancient Roman paintings in tempera paint that are still as fresh and good-looking as they have always been. But sometimes the varnish turns dark. It often ends up making the icons, uh, uh, some very famous ones, look very black. The smoke and the incense from the church sticks into the into mm-hmm. the varnish, but you know there have been many cases where during the services, um, in some of the older churches where all of the icons have been there for hundreds of years and they're all very black, that all of a sudden so the people look around and all of the icons have suddenly looked like they are freshly painted. Now. They call this a miracle. It may be a miracle. But I kind of think that maybe the varnish has just suddenly fallen off. Uh, Though it is odd that it all falls off at the same time. People think this is quite quite a miracle. Of course, there are some very famous icons of the Virgin Mary, which are quite dark. The Black Madonna is what they usually call them. Mm. But I assure you, she wasn't black when they painted her. <laughs> she 
she works in mysterious ways. Nobody wants to clean the icons because they're holy. They're holy things. They don't. You said that you um, gave a lot of these dolls away to children. Did you work with any of like the local orphanages? Oh, well, I don't know if the bishop has told you. Um, There was a time when we were in Leningrad that uh, during Mm -hmm. the siege of Leningrad, if you are familiar Mm -hmm. with that period in time, things were very, very bad. And there was a there was a particularly bad orphanage where we think that the owners were up to no good, right? And uh, the bishop, together with myself, we tried to get it shut down. We tried to do the conventional manner to to get it shut down, and finally we. Um, and he looks like he's formulating an answer. He says, we, we gathered a bunch of uh, villagers together, and we went there, and we raided the place. And in fact, we rescued many of the children and, uh, and got them out of Leningrad uh, before they could be you know, molested. Noble work. Did, in your time with trying to help these children and and being blocked. Did you ever come across a man by the name of Garudin? Oh, Garudin. How do you know that name? Alexander Garudin. Oh my God. A terrible man. Terrible man. We had heard that uh, he had something to do with the orphanages. Yeah. You know your history very well then. Yes. Garudin uh, was a, uh, because uh, he showed up out of nowhere, uh, he rose immediately to uh, prominent power within the city. He got all the other orphanages, the legitimate orphanages, closed down. And we think it's because he wanted to get as many children in this, uh, or it was the Kolenko orphanage. He wanted to get as many mm-hmm. children there as possible. We don't know what for, but there mm-hmm. were stories of people going missing around the city and People, anyone who opposed him politically suddenly vanished. Um, him and uh, Kalenko and the the other fellow, uh, Pogodin, um, all very, very bad people. Fortunately, as soon as the, the uh, siege of Leningrad cleared, and uh, uh, they seem to have vanished. Ah, that was going to be my question, if you knew what had happened to them. Yeah, I, I'm sure they were probably uh, killed by their Did you opponents. Do you have, I know you said that you don't know why he was shutting down these orphanages. Were there any rumors? Do you have any suspicions? Well, what we encountered when we went into that, uh, that orphanage was, uh, you know, I am, a, I am a good Christian, but there are evil people in the world who derive I believe uh, uh, I, I noticed that you all seem to be German um, your Sigmund Freud you know identified some people as having very strange illnesses in their minds they mm-hmm. like to harm children uh, we think that there was something 
they certainly weren't caring for the children. We found right. the children in filth and squalor, and many of them needed serious psychological uh, help. We had them. We, uh, well, our only hope at the time was to transfer them to a concentration camp where they could be cared for. And I believe after that they were, uh, they were probably taken out of the country to a, a psychiatric facility. But um, we think that's what was going on for some sick purpose. Uh, mm -hmm. Horrible people. They, right. I'm Absolutely. glad they all disappeared. Probably people found out what they did and took them out in the street and beat them to death. I think that would be absolutely marvelous. And then someday, some sometime after that, I think they they destroyed the building. It's not there anymore. Mm. Good, good riddance. Well, thank you. I we had, that is that's been a bit of a mystery to us. So yeah. appreciate the information. Thank, thank God that it's all over, and uh, and now we have peace once again. Though I have heard, you heard lately, there is some um, some things in the news about uh, uh, the old uh, disease cholera has been uh, rearing its ugly head within the city. Probably something in the plumbing. Hmm. Mental note: Drink bottled water from here on in. It's a good idea. Yeah, drink with the bottled water. You don't want to drink the tap water. Well, I've, I've, I, 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 I will tell the bishop that you have come. Thank you. I'll tell him that you're here. Do you have? You gave me your address and your phone number. Yes. You're staying at the yes, thank you very hotel. Much. Excellent. Uh, uh, you'll have good, good day. Enjoy the city. It's a beautiful city. Thank you very and much. And he goes back to painting this icon. Now, is in the research that I had done. Looking at all these things, is Shigidiel associated with disease at all? Not really. He's much more associated with torture, um, especially ch children torture. Uh, he's the angel that brings discord to families and you know gets them to uh, abuse their children. At least that's one aspect. Disease might be another. And all they're all evil. And you know that Finna is the kind of not not the exact opposite, but she's all about family and uh, unity and wholesomeness. I mean, they're 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 they seem to hold a, a quite different positions. Yeah. So. On the uh, tree of tree of life, they're not exact opposites, but they are uh, pretty close to opposite. All right, what would you guys like to do next? Well, we play the waiting game. Okay. Uh, I wonder if we should um, take part of the day to be tourists and part of the day to get a little sleep in shifts so we're not all asleep at the same time. I would like not to a bad get. Idea. I mean, I feel like I only slept four hours and Peter, I don't want to get sucked back in. Mm. Dieter, do you know if you have any contacts on your end who might be able to trace Garudan and find out what happened to him? Uh, I can see what I can do. There are some pro old private 
channels that we would have used for private talks, so I can see if I can get I don't know in if contact. it's worth pursuing be very careful, right? I suppose. Yeah, I guess I don't need to tell you that. Oh, I know. That's, <laughs> that's why they are private channels, my friend. Yeah, Garud and Kalenko also, we're, we're hoping to find in the flesh. I will see what I can do. That is if any of my contacts are still alive that are here. Anyway, I know one is, uh, but I would rather not get in contact with her if I don't have to. I mean, if, uh, yeah, yeah, he's very, he tries to backtrack what he said. Is that the ex-wife? Uh, he, he just he just doesn't respond. <laughs> Come on, Virgin Miller, don't heckle the fellow. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm definitely not a virgin. I I well, don't tell Dimitri that. You look great in blue. You make a very <laughs> handsome woman, John. I'll have to uh, see if I could uh, change my appearance next time we uh, we end up dreaming together. Well, I mean, if it's any, if it makes any difference, uh, I don't think any amount of sexual activity would make you uh, be able to bear that doll. So I think we're all good. <laughs> that would really hurt. <laughs> I haven't got the hips for it. <laughs> all right. Well, you've played for an hour and a half. Do you want to do your update? You want to play longer? It's a good breaking point, actually. Moment. Yeah, we could we could do updates, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Okay. Upkeep time. To the Up question. Have we learned anything new about the truth? Yeah, uh, we've we yeah. found where the the dream orphanage is. Well, in fact, we yeah, one of our goals was find young Piotr. We did that. And I think that does count as something about the truth. We've, you know, also found that we've discovered this nested reality where we went through a Piotr into another Like place. the Russian nesting dolls. Oh. <laughs> Russian nesting dolls. Oh my God. It's almost <laughs> as if it was aptly constructed that way. <laughs> and isn't his last, wasn't his last name a Nesterov or something as well? Nesterov, yeah. Dimitri Nesterov, making of Nestor dolls. Oh, it's all come together. We understand now. Uh, now, uh, we didn't learn more. We didn't learn the dreaming skill from John. That was... Although, I've at least given you the the basics on how the law of, uh, the law of dream works. So it would then be, you'd have to purchase it as an advantage of using one of your, um, one of your upgrades. One of your so advancements. If we have enough points, we can use enough points mm -hmm. to give ourselves points. That's right. Yeah, if if you've uh what's that? If I've got, got the five. five right, um, and if you've got past your fifth advance, uh, your fifth uh, advancement, then in the batch, the next batch, you can choose one from a different archetype. So you can then right. pick up the dream the, the dreamer advantage from my archetype. So, so 
We found you together. So, learned anything new about the truth? Have we learned anything new about our characters? I think John has learned something. I'm a saint. You were a yeah. There's something associated with this guy having vision of your face. I don't think I did. No, I don't. I don't think I did either. Oh, we learned. We learned that we scared the hell out of dream children. Those of you with Chigidiel's mark. Still, that is sort of something true about ourselves, isn't it? That we that we are marked. That we appear as demons to people with the correct subjectivity. I say it counts. Mm, I'll take it. What's the third question? Have we challenged ourselves? I think going out kind of on our own into, well, not on our own, um, going out into the dream wild and starting to use our dreaming skill without it being like in a test environment was uh, could be considered fairly challenging. It could, could have gotten really hairy. Yeah. 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 Okay. And are we are we getting a point in resolving? I should find uh, like finding Dream Piotr, or is that still ongoing? No, I think that's. I think we found Dream Piotr. Although I guess we could do it again because we have to find him more. We. I. I think more specifically, it's not just finding him; it's doing whatever you need to do in the dream world to free the children. Free the children is our next. Our yeah. newest You're obviously project. following following Piotr's mind mm -hmm. back to Kalenko's. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think Dieter and I succeeded in at least attempting to get some information about Garudin. And if not, I am, I am going to get in contact with my ex-wife. Even though I said I wasn't going to, I am going, I'm going to have to. I'm not sure you got anything new about Garudin that you didn't already. No. You knew that he was somebody who rose to some political power. Okay. Jordan. Well, I mean, that can be, we can just hang on to that dramatic bit then. Hang on to it for next because I'm going to yeah. at least attempt. To... Okay. You also do kind of know that the deeper into Piotr's dreams you go, the far more dangerous it becomes. Mm -hmm. Because so, yeah, that's something else we learned about the world, actually, is that we have, we have been seen. Yeah, something there some, is a big bad. That's true. Yeah. So, Dieter and I will keep that one, the yes. seek information on Garudin. Um, what about the rest of you? Does everyone else need an, another secondary dramatic? The mine was I should investigate the cathedral, which has you did that, yeah. Now, so you need one. What about one. John and Dietrich? Do you guys still need a secondary, or do you care? Yeah, I do you? need a secondary because I'm going to be able to purchase this the talent of dreaming. Okay. I've got the setup for that. So that one's got taken it. care of. And that means that John's taught me the dreaming as well. Right. So we well, yeah. good one for the three of you then. I mean, is defeat an avatar just too big? Well, it's That'd it's what your top. overall plan is. You need to defeat the avatars. 
Right. Um, and there are three of us and there are three of them. So there's a certain. Well, we are each marked by one. So. Um, and you, I think you've gleaned from all of that, that the final battle is to bring down Kalenko if he still exists mm-hmm. in the dream world and probably the real world. And the bishop has said, you don't have enough power to do that yourselves. That's when you need to come back to him. When we find him is when he has to be. Right. So now we're prepared. We know where he is. And he's conveniently out of town for a couple of days. You know Uh, where his church is. Right. We know where to find him. And he knows where to find us now as well. And that also isn't usual. uh, Isn't that unusual? Bishops are. Yeah, you know, running around all the things. time. So, is do you think defeat an avatar is too big for a hook? Should be something a little more narrow and focused. Yeah, maybe a little more narrow. Because I mean, if you if you know right where the avatar is, then you right. could say that. But right, yeah, we don't know if we don't need to know if an avatar is going to be at the dream orphanage. It might just be watching it. What are our lines of inquiry? At this point, aside from Garudin, uh, there's we need to find Garudin. We need to find Kalenko. Um, we we need to figure out where the space time fold that holds the orphanage, how that works, if possible. We need to, you know, it would be nice to have some more control over this in and out of the dream space, so that we can, you know, advance oh. to where we last were. I mean, is that is that like a reasonable secondary objective to like improve on your dream skills? I, I think John would tell you that uh, it gets easier each time you do it, mm. getting in and out. Especially since it's something a little more different than just a dream. You guys already are going to the same place mm-hmm. in the dreams. And you're interacting with one another. You're doing what most people can't do. Now, when I I went to the missing space-time orphanage, I saw through the illusion, and all I saw was that it's not here anymore. There was you saw a yawning black gulf, yeah, Yeah, where it was. So it's not like discovering what. I don't know how to. I mean, I could that. I could snoop or try to snoop with my typewriter missions. You can also mm-hmm. guess and speculate where you what you think has happened here. Yeah, but there we're looking for like objective. Yeah, I'm looking for a hook. Oh. Yeah, a dramatic hook. Josh and I have hooks, but our three marked members do not. Three of the children. I mean, I mean, if you're willing to do that, Morgan, you know, using your typewriter, getting, continuing to delve into the darkness. Now that I mean, now that we have a better picture of like where the orphanage is outside mm-hmm. of reality, I can go looking for it. Okay. Because that was the problem before; it didn't know where it was. You didn't, yeah, you didn't know where it was, or had any clue where to look for it. But so I could try. Um, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> even if we fail it's about trying so you can see if you could try to find out more about the Kalenko 
family. They've apparently been here for hundreds of years. Many generations, yeah. True. They seem to be protected by... Uh, They've been there since 1740. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I got something going on. All right, well, there you go. That's probably a good one for both of you. John's a journalist and... Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking riffing off the, uh, the missing orphanage. Uh, maybe do some research into find out how it could have been removed. So looking okay. into the mechanics <laughs> of it and then see if there's a way to reverse engineer that and bring it either bring it back or find a way to where it is. I mean, yeah, he might be sense. in it, actually. Since we're trying to find Kalenko, he might be in that place that's been hidden. Mm-hmm. So that sounds good, yeah. That's good. Find out All right, I think that's time everybody. and space. All right. Ah, our whoops, what happened? Our players included Matthew Sanderson, David Gasway, Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the game master. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange and terrifying world of cult divinity lost. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.